Um, Dre and I were sick this last weekend, and we watched Shrek. It is so good. It's no. so good. I love so Shrek. It's so funny. So entertaining. I never watched it growing up. I don't know why, but I watched it in high school for the first time, and like I like walked out of the room, and I was like, that's like a like that is such a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's like really tender too, because especially in the first one, you see him like there's these little hints of the theme that he's like everyone sees him as this monster, but inside he's just like a tender, like good dude. Like, TJ really family, relates like, to that one right there. Yeah, like sometimes I look he's like, like I'm ogre, not I'm not just a buff dude. I'm not just an ogre. TJ's you know feelings. I mean? I'm more. I'm like an onion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got peel it back. Oh. You don't remember? No. No. Oh, it's okay. No. Y'all, welcome to This Is Kingdom. This is Grace. This is Talon. This is TJ. This week, we are going to be studying the talk Christ-like poise by Elder Mark A. Bragg. Y'all ready for it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one of my favorite stories in scriptures, and I love it. I'm obsessed with it. Okay, basically, there's this guy moves to a new town, and he wants to like have an impact on the town, on the village, whatever you call it. And so he starts just like serving. He's like, where can I help? Like, what can I do? Um, I just want to make an impact. And he just gets a job taking care of sheep. I'm like, what a fun job. Just like following around sheep all day, you know? And then it gets crazy. Lamanites come, start chasing the sheep all over the place. Um, And the people that he's working with, that Ammon's working with at this time, right? They all start freaking out, right? Like, And what it says, the exact words, is they began to weep exceedingly. Like, this is not like a small cry. This is like an ugly, intense cry because they're like, yo, the same thing happened to our brothers and they got killed by the king. Mm. And then I think it says one of the most absurd lines in scriptures. While they're crying because they think they're literally going to die, it says, when Ammon saw this, his heart was swollen within him with joy, y'all. He saw this moment and he was so hyped. And he like didn't see it as a tragedy. He saw it as like a total opportunity. And what I want to talk about today um, is just a line that comes from this talk. And it says, be a good man in a storm. And I have not been able to get those words out of my mind. Cause I'm like, man, you look at Ammon, like that was a storm. Like that was a scary situation. And Ammon's like, oh man, like we got this, like miracles are coming from this. Like something cool is going to happen because of this difficulty right now. And I'm like, That's the kind of man that I want to be. Y'all feel me on that? I am unquestionably a panicker. (laughs) Do you guys know that? You surely know that about me. Is that I don't know if you do, but I am a panicker. And I'm pretty good at like putting on a good front. Like I think lots of people don't know that about me. Like I'm pretty good at like acting like I don't panic, but like my insides are like my mind has probably like 18 million times the amount of thoughts as like any other normal human being. Like I just like am a panicker. I know it in my heart. And I was in Costa Rica last summer. And I was there as like a trip leader. I was in charge of like these 19 high schoolers and me and another boy my age were like supposed to be like guiding this trip. Okay. Which you guys, that's like, I'm very unqualified for that. Like that's (laughs) like, I like had no prior like trip planning experience. I'd never been to Costa Rica. Like I am unqualified. And more than that, like I'm very unqualified to be in charge of 19 kids in a foreign country for like 20 days. Like I had no qualifications. And the very first day we were there, we wake up, we get going. It's like a great day. And like the good news is they pretty much have like the schedule already mapped out. Like you just like follow the exact schedule. So I was like cruising. We were killing it. It was not a big deal at all. And um, then 
we have like this big activity in the afternoon and everyone's stoked out of their mind. Like it was like the highlight of the trip. Like everyone was like so excited. They had like all seen pictures of other groups doing it and they're like, we can't wait for this. We're like, yeah. And the other um, trip leader, he had been like in Costa Rica for like a trip before that. And he was like, you guys, this is the best food we're going to eat all trip. Like this is the best experience. So like our expectations were like through the roof. And right when we get there, we start going and this guy comes running up to us and he's like, the engine won't start. Like we're not like, we can't do the activity. Like it's not going to work out. Like it's canceled. And we're like, well, is there something else we can do? And he's just like, nope. He's like, all we do is that and we can't do it. So sorry. Goodbye. And the panic inside of me like was probably like 8 million to one. Like I was just like, I like hardly could function. And I like go look at like the other guy that's supposed to be in charge of me. And I'm like, I'm like, this is a mess. I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. I wanted to cry. I was acting like it was fine, but I wanted to cry. And he looked at me and he's like, oh no. He's like, I'm sure. He's like, we're literally in Costa Rica. Like there has got to be something better to do today. And I was like, I was like, okay, you're right. I was like, (laughs) that's a good point. And what ended up happening is we actually... Um, like we like drove around for a second while we were driving around. I was like, I remembered that one of the kids on the trip, it was his birthday. And I like told the bus driver, I was like, stop. I was like, stop. I have a great idea. And we stopped and we went and like got a cake from like this dinky like corner market. And to be honest, it was the worst cake I've ever seen in my entire life. Like it was nasty. And we like stopped in the middle of the road and everyone got out and we had this huge birthday party in the middle of like a random town in Costa Rica. And it was like, the day ended up being great, whatever. And then we got home that night and we were, everyone was saying where they like saw God in their life. And that boy raised his hand and he was like, um, I saw God in my life when the boat broke down and everyone was like, and he's like, because then I realized that God didn't forget my birthday. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys, I know. And, um, when I think about someone that's a good man in a storm, like I think about, um, my other trip leader in that experience in Costa Rica, Because while I panicked and was like the best part of this trip just got ruined, he automatically was like, oh no, like I am so excited. Like his heart was filled with joy when my heart was filled with panic and like choosing joy over panic was the reason that that boy like was introduced to God that day in Costa Rica, Mm. you know? That's so tender. So good. Just the two words that are hitting me as you guys are talking are... Um, Talon shared him the tragedy and opportunity. It's like, I feel like there should be a t-shirt of something like opportunity, mm. maybe in the tragedy or something like, I just, I just love this thought. And then I love the phrase like life is, life is happening, you know, for us, not to us. And this is so random, but I'm just thinking about every stage of life. There's like amazing things and there's things that are like pretty tough, you know, like I've just been mm. thinking about like, like single life. It's kind of tough because you're like trying to find your person and you're trying to like figure out your life and career and everything. But man, you could do whatever you want, man. (laughs) Like, and same as a teenager, like you're like, oh, I got like this peer pressure and this homework and this and that. But you ain't gotta pay for nothing, man. (laughs) I mean, not everybody, you know, like different circumstances. But man, I'm just feeling that. Like, I'm feeling this principle. Like, it's so strong. Like, I, I feel it right now that there could be opportunity in the tragedy, just like Ammon saw just like homeboy saw. And I'm just like, man, how do we switch that? Like, how do we shift that? How do we put on the goggles? How do we put on the glasses to see the situation? Because I think it's seeing it like God sees, Mm. right? Seeing more like he does. I'm like, how do we get there? How do we do that? How do we flip the switch? Yeah, I, what I love about Ammon is the reason he was hyped. He's like, oh, now they can see my power. And then he's like, oh, or the power, I mean, the power that is within me, which was like, Christ's power. And so I think Ammon in that situation, like he wasn't flustered because he knew 
who was with him. Like he he knew who was on his team, you know? And I just think there's like certain times in a game, like if you know you have the best player on your team and you're down, like you actually don't stress that much. You're like, oh no, but like I know. Just give him the ball. Yeah. I'm like, we, we got the man on our team, you know? And I think Ammon understood that. He's like, I'm rolling with Jesus, you know? He's like, I got him on my team. Like I know that he has the winning team. Um, and I like, I've been thinking about it so much, like be a good man in the storm. Like those words have just like been in my head so much. And then I got thinking of Helaman 512 that we share a lot, right? That it's like build your foundation on Christ. Um, somebody pointed out to me once, um, just that it talks about, you must build your foundation that when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds. And he's like, you notice what it says? I'm like, what does this say? He says, it says when, not if. And it like hit hmm. me so hard, like in every single one of our lives, like there's going to be all kinds of storms. And sometimes they're going to be like little rainstorms, but sometimes they're going to be like tornadoes. Like they're going to be, yeah, like, and I like the last thing I would want to do, like talking about this is like downplay uh, people's storms or people's pains. Cause some like are actually a lot more serious than maybe like a broken down engine, you know, or like just a lot more heavy. And it's like, oh no, that actually is legit and what we're saying isn't that like when those happen you have to be like smiling like life is so good you know but i think what it looks like to be a good man in a storm is to not start like blaming people you Mm -hmm. know and to not like start making all these excuses or to not like get so angry that you actually just like hurt yourself from improving like and my my favorite example of this is jesus and actually talks about this example in the talk um He's like coming to get killed. Like after he started, suffered in the Garden of Gethsemane, like they're coming to kill him, right? And what made Jesus a good man in that storm isn't that he was like smiling and like saying like, everything's fine, everything's fine. But it's that when he was in a storm, he looked at the man who had his ear chopped off and said, I'm actually just going to help this guy. I'm not going to like make excuses. I'm not going to blame. I'm just going to heal in my storm. I'm going to reach out. Like I'm going to keep loving regardless of what's happening. And if, sorry, if I could just say one little thing in that is like, <clears throat> I feel like Ammon and Jesus and the trip leader, one common thing, they all had purpose. Like they all, they all had a clear purpose they're doing. And I think with that purpose combined with my purpose is teamed up with Jesus, they might not know exactly what it's going to look like, but they know it's going to be okay. So I just want to share that. Mm. No, that's beautiful. And um, I think I can't stop thinking about that, that like, everyone's storms are going to be like look very different Mm. and all of them like that's the purpose of a storm like every single storm in real life is very different right um but there's something so powerful of that thought like it's not about the storm it's about the person that you're Mm. going to go through the storm with and like i think it's true like i think a team is a really good example like you look at the lakers like their regular season was absolutely average and then all of a sudden use the lakers they got swept what are you talking about right now listen 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 but before that no lakers fan was worried going into playoffs why I'm not a LeBron fan. I can't. I can't help you with this <laughs> you example. No, right? me <laughs> either. <laughs> me either. But nonetheless, no Lakers fan was worried because they were like, "Oh, LeBron's on our team. Like it's not a big deal." And it makes me think of the actual storm in the in the Bible, the one where they're like all these fishermen are on a boat and the storm comes and it's crazy and like a storm like on a boat like that's automatically scary for me because I don't really spend a lot of time on a boat but like a storm like on a boat in the sea where a fisherman is freaked out like that means like it's not like little waves you know what I'm saying like that's not the type of like like, that's like a big deal Mm -hmm. like they are panicking they are stressed out of their mind and Jesus is sleeping 
And that almost seems so rude, you know? Like, for real, in the biggest storm of all time, you're sleeping. Like, you don't even care about the storm. And, like, that's what all the disciples say. Like, they're livid. They're like, you're kidding. Like, we are absolutely panicking and you're falling asleep. And um, one thing David Butler, like, taught me a while ago is, like, oh, Jesus sleeping wasn't because he didn't care. It was because he wasn't intimidated. Mm. And I think that there's something so beautiful in realizing, like, there's going to be storms big enough that you're just simply going to panic especially if you're me, I'm going to panic. Like that's just true. But maybe when I feel like Jesus doesn't care about the storms, it's actually just Jesus saying, Hey, I'm not intimidated by this one. You forgot who's on your team. Like the odds may be stacked against you. You might be the biggest underdog, but don't worry. Like I'm on your boat. Mm. You can be good in the storm because I'm standing next to you. You know? Yeah. Um, just to end, TJ, were you going to say something before that? Okay, just to end, I just want to talk to like anybody who actually feels like they're in a storm right now because I would bet there's a lot of people listening to us um, that are in a storm. And I just want to say, like, number one, storms always end. They do. I've never seen a storm that doesn't end, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, number two, like, Jesus is bigger than the storm. Um, he is. I believe that with my whole heart. So we love you guys. Be a good man. Be a good woman in the storm. He is always near me, though I do not see him there. And because he loves me dearly, I am in his watchful care. So I'll be the kind of person that I know I'd like to be if I could see the Savior standing night watching over me. See you next week.